Welcome back to another great episode from Public Access America. Surprise, it's a pop-up clip show. <laughs> I get all this content on my um, computer from all these great shows, Friends and Anemones, Denton County Collective, Adam Has a Beard, Florida Action Podcast, even Public Access America here where we've had some great conversations. Go back in the feeds and check it out. You can find all these shows on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. You can find Public Access America on Radio Public, which I think is very cool. You can find us on Instagram, of course, and um, Twitter at Public Access Pod. We took some clips from uh, some shows. We had Sherry, a friend, on to talk about COVID. We had, uh, I got a special moment from Denton County Collective where Ben and Joe are singing. I love that. Friends and Anemones talking about foods and holidays. And then Jeffrey and I talking about, in a part, nonpartisan way, government and how we can um, maybe get some fixes in there. So thank you for listening to Public Access America. I hope you enjoy the new theme song. We'll be right back right after this. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition once you are willing to stand up for yourself. But if every one of you change the lives of just 10 people. Once you recognize what your rights are. And each one of those people change the lives of another 10 people. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally. And you can change the entire population of the world. Eight billion people. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever, forever. We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as a... You're wrong. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself, then others will show up. Also, what about no children dying? That's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. Liberation. It's an internal thing. But their children were saved. And their children's children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can and do anyone it. Can I'm do just it. Going this way. Adam, guess what? Yes. Hey. We're recording. Ryan. Ryan, guess what? <laughs> what? We are in effect. We're in effect. <laughs> so what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Change it. Change it. Welcome. To public access. Sherry's in North Carolina, but she's been all over the world. Chicago, Hawaii, back here. You know, she's been in Virginia. Nice. She's been, she's been everywhere. She's been dealing with the COVID crisis too, right? Indeed, indeed. Yeah, the numbers are still on the rise here. Wow. Yep, um, yep, yep. North what part of uh, North Carolina are you from? Or, I am in Charlotte. I'm in Charlotte. Charlotte. Oh, it's a big city, big city. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So Mecklenburg is one of the largest counties that's being impacted right now. So people just aren't following the rules. Put your damn mask on, you know? Mm. Dang, we were just talking about that. Everybody needs that face negligee put over their face and just, you know what? Just do it. Just, like, protect everybody, you know? Yeah. yeah. I like Love that bumper that. sticker idea. Just slap a bumper sticker on that mask and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just use a bumper sticker instead. Yeah. Wait. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, it, can you know. it can work. Uh, <laughs> it can work. Break, break through your nose. Take <laughs> <laughs> off the beard and again. Oh man, man, that would that would definitely not feel good. Adam sure. had a beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new series. Yeah, it's Public a new access series. Mirror. <laughs> nice. Adam is slowly growing a beard. <laughs> nice. Oh hell yeah. Oh yeah, the other coronavirus, man. How how strange is it? it? Well, it's not really necessarily strange. We've been hearing about this uh, all over, mm-hmm. and you know, all fifty states got friends all over the place so talking about it. Now we get to talk to to Sherry about the whole situation over her. What what uh, you want to talk about your coronavirus uh, situation or what? My coronavirus situation. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, oh, I was, you know, I was sick before it was popular. How's that? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was still living in Wilmington, out at the beach. Just felt like a total shit bag at the beginning of the year. I was having a lot of trouble breathing, heart palpitations, just fevery, achy, just didn't feel good. Ended up in the emergency room. They thought it was blood clots. They did lung scans. They did all kinds of blood work. Couldn't find anything. Moved my ass to Charlotte, and wouldn't you know it, they called me in April, and they said, from uh, New, New Hanover Medical Regional Center, and they said, we've pulled your chart, and after looking through it and going back through your tests and your blood work, you were one of the early COVID-19 cases. We just didn't have the test to verify it at that time, but what can we do for you now? Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, what, were, what were some of the symptoms, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, yeah. Terrible headaches, um, uh, just this nagging cough. And when I would lay down, it was uh, all the time I had like a breathing difficulty. It was hard to catch my breath. And I do have inhalers um, as well because I am asthmatic. But it was usually when I would lay flat. If I laid flat mm -hmm. on my back, it felt like there was just so much pressure in my chest. Like it was... Mm -hmm. Hard to breathe, hard to get air in, and then it felt like my, my chest was heavy, like my heart was heavy, like palpitations and just, you know, all these goofy things. So I was like, that just isn't right. What the hell's going on? Yeah. I, do have a, I do have a pacemaker, so I'm like, my God, is it bad? Is that oh, acting wow. up? And that's not it. So, yeah, so just, you know, really scary. But, you know, at the same time, if you're listening to your body, and you are resting, and, you know, I usually social distance anyway. At the time that I got sick, I wasn't working. I had already quit my job and planned to move to Charlotte, so I wasn't around people. So I think the more that I rested and just listened to my body, drank water, started eating a little bit better when I could, I'm right as rain. Dang. So do you think that yeah. – did? so what was the situation like uh, – I want to say, I almost want to say politically, uh, as far as like the governor shutting things down in your, in your area, was that a big thing? Was that a, something yeah, relevant? You're, you're in phase two right now, right? We are in phase two. Correct. We never moved out of phase two. What um, was phase you know, one I, like though? You know, gosh, you know, I'm such an introvert with these kids anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> when things closed down, it really wasn't a big deal, but you know, restaurants were closed. It was takeout or delivery only, um, you know, no schools, of course, limited people in lines at the store. You had to be six feet apart, um, which you still do. Um, masks weren't mandatory in phase one. Right. As phase two came, they re requested that we wear them. But when they kept us in phase two um, last month, that's when it became mandatory that face masks were to be worn inside and outside. Um, you know, they're not necessarily giving you tickets for not wearing a face mask, but mm -hmm. they can they can give you a trespassing charge for not wearing wow. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, and there's there's boneheads arguing with people in the stores. You know, I can't believe this. It's my right. No, it's your right to go elsewhere. You can get the fuck out. <laughs> Kick rocks. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I work for Carowinds, which is a huge amusement park here. And unfortunately, we are closed. And I would love to be back working. But, you know, it's just not safe. And so as much as I don't like some of the things that Roy Cooper has done in the past, I have to applaud the man for keeping us in phase two because I think it's kept our numbers down. It I could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I think that's what should have happened here in Washington state. I think that, you know, our, our governor Fiorinsley should have said, you know what, we're going to just stay in lockdown on, on phase two instead of moving yeah. to phase three. I think yeah. it would have probably been a lot easier, a lot better. Our numbers would have uh, been decreasing as opposed to steadily rising. That's going to shove Absolutely. us right back into phase one. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Wow. Yeah. And you were saying that like a couple of weeks ago, you started having like symptoms and you thought it might be coming back, right? I did. I had a terrible, about two weeks ago, it started with just, you know, I just wasn't feeling right. I was very dizzy. Um, it started with dizzy and then my hearing started going and then I wasn't smelling things correctly. My vision was very distorted 
And then the heavy breathing came back where it just mm. felt like an elephant on my chest. My heart was just racing. And then a migraine came with it. So just these terrible headaches. So I was laid out for almost a week just wow. suffering with this. And I, I did not want to go in. I did not want to get tested. I, right. uh, I, you know, but I really do believe that the virus doesn't go away. It lays dormant. Um, and, and when you're depleted, your body's depleted, you know, it, then it's going to strike a gun. So you've got to be really careful. Yeah. And you walk, you walk the dogs all the time. You're always dancing. Oh this my girl's God. dancing on the streets and on the phone with me. And, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're, I mean, yeah. you're healthy, you're healthy, you're fit. You, you work uh, out, you yeah, do that kind yeah. of stuff. Absolutely. At least six miles a day. I am out there with the dogs and on my own doing stuff. So, wow. um, yeah, so very active and it can strike anybody. And I will tell you, I do wear a mask absolutely everywhere. So, wow. you know, because if I do have it, I certainly don't want to give it to somebody somebody else right. but I you know if I if I am in a state where I can get even sicker that I don't want that either I'm a mother of three kids single right. mom over here I can't yeah. I can't afford that yeah right. for sure well I'm glad you're feeling better that's for sure yay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Welcome back to Florida Action Podcast. I'm here with Kyle Frost and Sierra. Kyle's getting ready for a very interesting job, and I can't wait to find out about it. I didn't even know the position existed, honestly, <laughs> until I heard about you. So I'm going to turn it over to Sierra for some updates and hellos, and then we're going to get started. Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, I don't have... Too much to update on that wouldn't take a whole nother podcast itself so we'll just uh go ahead and jump into uh talking with kyle here uh we just kind of want to get to know kyle and get to know exactly what um a oil, uh, soil and water commissioner does because like jason i don't i don't really know so what what is this position um and what what kind of powers does the position have to decide policy and what kind of policy so the position is completely volunteer based. There's no salary, there's no budget, um, stuff like that. Um, a lot of their money comes from grants. Um, okay. Some of the current supervisors uh, have gotten some grants. I know, I think Tabitha Frazier has gotten one or two um, and that's what helped start it. The Leon nut and fruit and nut exchange. Um, and so that's all under the umbrella of um, the Leon Soil and Water Conservation District. Um, so because of the volunteer nature of the office, it doesn't necessarily have any real gripping power on anything. It's very much so advocacy, um, working with other local officials to try and get things like fertilizer ordinances strengthened, stormwater ordinances strengthened, stuff like that. It's much more of an advocacy and educational group. Interesting. Okay. Do, you know, do you know what you're taking on? Because some of our like water basins here, you know, they're they're uh, getting pretty dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I ran for county commission district three back in 2018. Um, okay. I made that decision because mayor now mayor Daly was the commissioner for district three. Decided to run for mayor. I saw the opening. I was well, how old was I when I ran? 23. And I was like, this looks like a good opportunity to try and do something. So I ran for that office. And throughout that, I learned a lot about all of the different issues, first off, facing Leon County. Um, but one of those being environmental issues. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a lot, <laughs> to, be, right. to be frank, especially because Leon County, we pride ourselves on being what is called the, ur you know, the urban forest. Mm -hmm. right. um, we take a lot of pride in our, in our trees and our environment and our nature areas our parks, lakes, rivers, all of that. Right. So it's really has a lot of deep meaning to us. Um, so yes, there is a lot when it comes to advocating for the environment in Leon County, um, as you said, so. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, and my, my friend, Max Epstein, who I totally forgot to send the link to this, I was gonna have him on here, but <laughs> I like slipped my mind. I'm sorry, Max. Um, but he, you know, he'll, he always says that, you know, environmental justice is civil justice is, mm -hmm. you know, um, 
is racial justice is, you know, equity. Um, and it's all tied in together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I definitely am not surprised that, um, with running for, um, a commission seat, uh, you realized, um, you know, it's all tied in together. What, why specifically, uh, did you decide to go for, um, soil, soil and water? Um, how, how do you think your skill set is going to help um, there in this position? Mm-hmm. So I was technically I was born in or, or not technically I was born in Orlando, <laughs> but we moved here when I was a year and a half, um, and mm-hmm. I've lived out in Clarn Lakes and the Bradfordville area of Leon County for the past. Let's see, I'm twenty, just turned twenty six, so twenty four five ish years. Um, I grew up getting to go to these lakes, go to these parks, see all these things. And with all of the development that's been going on, sort of unhinged development, if you will, um, I've noticed that the environment is sort of getting put on the back burner for a lot of people. And um, running in 2018, like I said, opened my eyes to a lot of the issues. And as someone who got to experience the outdoors of Leon County. And one of the, and that's one of the things that keeps me here. My wife and I have an eight month old daughter. We want her to grow up getting to go kayaking, getting to run on the trails, all of that stuff. So it's, it's just a very deep seated, important issue to me. Um, I'll be the first to admit I'm not an expert by some means, but I have strong opinions, strong feelings, and I'm willing to put in the work to be the advocate that the environment needs here in Leon County. Awesome. Congratulations on uh, your new daughter as well. Uh, Thank you you. and your wife. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I love that. And so tell me more about growing up in, in Tallahassee here. I mean, what are some of the, where some of the places you like to go with your, with your family? Where, um, what do you like to eat? I always love this stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, one of my favorite places I love, I'm a huge Mexican food guy, so I love Peppers Mexican Grill if yes. you've been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely love Peppers. Um, we've been a lot to Ricardo's, done some takeout there. Um, we're f- good friends with the owners of Tally Cat Cafe. Um, just by happenstance, became friends with them actually during the 2018 campaign. Uh, they were nice enough to put uh, one of my signs up for me nice. um, and became friends with them. And they do, they do not only great coffee, thanks to Lucky Goat, um, but they also do a great work trying to get cats out adopted. And I think they've just reached 670 adoptions since they opened or something like that. So wow. Cool. Um, so we love taking our daughter there um, as much as we can because we have three cats at home and she just, she Aww. adores them. <laughs> oh, that's precious. Oh, man. Okay. And uh, growing up in Tallahassee, what was, what's that like? Um, I personally loved it. Um, obviously I decided to stay, <laughs> right. um, gr- I grew up, grew up here in Clarn Lakes. Um, I actually started off going to Trinity Catholic school and that's where my parents sent me. Um, that's ironically, everyone loves this part of the story. I met my wife in kindergarten, um, at Aww. Trinity. Uh, we sat right next to each other. Her maiden name was Friesmeyer. My name's Frost. So Aww. alphabetically we sat next to each other for kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, didn't have fifth together. And then, um, middle school, I went to, I switched over to Deer Lake, um, because okay. it was convenient. I mean, I was able to walk from where I was. Um, right. but we have Clarn Lakes has some great parks. Uh, Tecesta park is one of our, our biggest ones. Um, I'm now on the HOA board for Clarn Lakes. Um, nice. I liked being here so much that I <laughs> decided to come back. And I told my wife, I was like, if we're going to move into a neighborhood with an HOA, I'm going to be on the board. <laughs> so here we are. Um, but, and just to sort of tie everything back in together, being on the board of the HOA here in Clarn Lakes, uh, one thing that we and myself personally try to educate our our what are we members on um, is lessening our use of fertilizers because it affects the lakes of, of Clarn lakes, you know, lakes is in our name. We take a lot of pride in the quality, the aesthetic, the enjoyment of the lakes here and fertilizers are obviously really bad for those. Um, they cause algae blooms, which can cause fish to die off, which can cause a mm. whole other slew of ecosystem disasters. So, right. so, how exactly um, does the 
sequence of events works. Like, let's say I have an environmental issue in a neighborhood mm-hmm. that I'm part of. Do I bring it to my county commissioner? Do I bring it to the city commissioner? Do I bring it to y'all first, the uh, soil and water commissioner, so that you can get behind it and help me? Or is it um, more of something where the soil and water people have their own, um, I'm not, I don't know how to say this, and I'm not trying to sound nefarious with it, but they have like their own agendas that Mm -hmm. they've already planned out to push. Um, Like where is public input with that? So they have meetings monthly. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how those have been working recently. um, Mm -hmm. Thanks to, you know, COVID and quarantine and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, but to to sort of answer the first part of your question, I personally would say attack it on all fronts. I would contact the conservation district. I would contact your County commissioners and hopefully, you know, contacting all these people, someone's going to bite. Right. Um, but definitely, I, I, I would definitely say, even if I have an agenda going into this office, I would mm-hmm. more than welcome if someone has issues to come to me, because that is part of the job is advocating for even things I don't know about. Like, if I live in one part of town and this issue's in another part of town, I want to know about it because I want to. Right. It. Is it divided by, like, district or is it just seats like the commission? It's seats, but the seats okay. are all countywide. So there's no split up in districts okay. like the county commission. It went 13 minutes and then it stopped. Damn it. Ah. sound sound all right yeah is that live or are you playing back no that yeah that's live i'm playing it yeah sounds really good anyway yeah it sounds cool really stuff. good ben it sounds really good you're not gonna do a whole song Oh, no, not right now, man. I was just wanting to see how it sounded for you guys. Oh, it sounds sound really good. good for us, yeah. Really, yeah, it sounds really good. Thanks, bros. <clears throat> well, it sounds full, and I, I, I would be down to listen to a whole song. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, Brian keeps trying to bail on this, but... Yeah, I can leave if I need to. So I'm finding out that the video stops working when I'm sharing my shit. Hmm. Really? So I, I just I did a hundred I did an hour and forty five minutes before my stream mm-hmm. recording and it was fine. And when I go to this second recording and it's before I'm playing anything, but it's it's freezing up the second time I do it. It was just really weird. That is weird. And we're in the same Zoom call. Yep. It doesn't well, know if it ended Zoom or not. Like it shouldn't have any what were you saying, Joe? Does it have anything to do with you stopping and then starting again, possibly? Maybe it's trying to process the first one as you're mm. starting the second one. And if yeah. there's some lag there. I was having issues with Zoom rec- mm. saving my files because I was jumping back on Zoom too fast. It, it does wait until you exit out, I think. Yeah, there's some latency there that you're not taking into consideration. Which is, I think that's mm. it. I just closed it. No, I think that probably is it. Maybe it's like it's still converting the other video. Yeah. And then you're, you're asking wise, to record again. And it's like, wise. ah, an IO issue, maybe. Oh, maybe. That's a good idea. Maybe. maybe. Love the background, by the way, Joe. Hey, man, I just found this one today. I, I, you know, it's got a little space for when we're doing the show, and I can kind of sit here and see the square there and the skyline, which, no, you know, uh, um, my, my, my whole family grew up in Northwest or, you know, was born and raised in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, my dad and his, my mom and all their families. And so they're used to mountain ranges and, you know, sort of hilly areas. And when my dad moved here before I was born to Texas, he, 
that's the first thing you noticed was that because we're so flat, we get some sunsets here like he's never seen before in his life. And he lived in Italy and he lived in all kinds of places. But the Texas sunsets are something that are to be admired. And, and when I have not lived here, I have missed it because it is something spectacular. Yeah. And, I go, and it's, when I go other places, I notice it too. Texas yeah. sunsets are like no other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get to see them. No, you don't. Hmm. <laughs> no, but you know, Florida has really amazing sunsets. I would even say better, but it's because of the ocean and the water and everything. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I know you, I know you hate Texas. Take it easy with, on Texas, all right? <laughs> Take it easy. I know you don't like it, but you live here, bro. Yeah, but he's, oh, he's moving sorry. here. No, but I mean, like, I mean, like the colors. No, I mean, Florida has really good sunsets, too. I mean, like, you know, the oceanfront places do. But that's hey, beautiful. Uh, like, what, what when are you leaving for Florida, man? Uh, I'm gonna try to go the Thanksgiving. And then, oh, right before I like it, so I mean, it November. Depends. I just told my roommate I wanted him out, and uh, I mean, it depends. I, I need to be gone before I leave. Before I go. Oh, you want him gone before you leave? Yeah. But so it'll, part of that's gonna be like a maybe a squatter issue. Uh -oh. but, uh, yeah. So you didn't like this background, huh, Ryan? No, I, I mean, I like it, but when there's four of them, it. it's when no, there's four of them. It. Yeah, I mean, like, if there were one, if that picture was in the middle of all of you guys, mm -hmm. that, that's awesome. But I saw, like, 12 of them, and I'm like, that's a little bit, it's a little yeah. bit too much. It's I like, agree. You know, I only need to see that once or twice. But like, maybe, the, someone, maybe one person has it on, like, the corner here, and then maybe the other person on the other screen, whatever, has one. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, like just make custom ones depending on where you are. But it changes to when you when you add yourself, mm -hmm. it changes to where you sit. So yeah, you uh, could yeah. Though, create four different ones for each corner. Yeah, everyone has all four. So depending on where you're sitting. But but that's that that also depends on where you play out in the um, true grid format too, and what, you know, and I think that has more to do with when you log in and who created the meeting right. too. So I wonder. Nope, but I if everyone read. had the same, everyone had all the different versions, then you could stack yourself where you need to based yeah. on the books on the screen, you know. But it's fun to play with. Keep playing, band. Keep going, buddy. Guys, I need to call it night. Okay. That's much love to you, brother. I've got, I've got an hour or two of work I need to do, and I really am kind of tired. Well, you lazy bum, get to work. Well, Love you, buddy. all my hard work's over, so uh, it'll be chill work for the next few weeks. Okay. I've been pulling all nighters, so man, like my part-time job last week was fifty-two hours. Wow. That's awesome. But I need to do the work now while I have it because it's going to go away for Christmas. They told me so. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to get all the hours I can. So I've, I apologize to you guys in particular because I've had to put things off and. Don't apologize. You know, I hadn't, raced, I hadn't raced in a week. So like I raced today and I haven't, I hadn't touched my sim in a week, and I was so mad at myself because I've been competing in like the global top tens of these like time trials, mm. and I never even did my like time trial this week, and like I'm at like I might lose my spot. You know, like it sucks. Mm. But I've been busy, so I'm kind of harboring contempt over work. But now I'm done with all the major shit. So. Good. And I feel. Alright, I'm out. Early. I don't, I'm the host. So Love you, Ryan. Ryan. Okay, right? Love you guys. That sounded that sounding alright for you guys. It's sounding clear and shit. Sounds, Sounds good. Great. Nice. I'll take all the outtakes I can get, by the way. If you let me record, I'll record you sleeping. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the next chords are, all the chord changes. There's so many in that song. Hmm. That didn't sound fucking right. I always wanted to meet a woman that could just strum a guitar for me, you know? Sit in the park, have a woman strumming guitar, me just singing along with it. I think it would be great.
What's the next one? I don't. I don't. I don't what, know. What, what key are you on? <clears throat> I'm just E standard. What key is the song in, though? That that I'm learning all about that stuff. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, the it sounds like whatever this is. So I have to grab my tuner and sort of see. To cheat, so that's the D. Like it's G D F C. Yeah, it's this weird. It's this weird G chord. Because hmm. that's like a. Yeah, it's G. And instead of, so here's root, right? There's G. And instead of it being like a, a third, it's like, um, let's see, third, fourth, fifth, I think. And then it adds this other note, which is just another G, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. So it's, it sounds like just a root, a fifth, and another uh, root, just an octave up. And then it... You know, so it starts, yeah, trading these weird sort of shapes and then walking those down the... to just then let it play open, to then just come mm -hmm. back and walk this one string back up. To, to arrive back at where you started from, to go. So anyway, cool stuff. And I've been I've been learning a lot of Stone Temple Pilot stuff and Foo Fighter stuff just because I've been trying to practice those big open cowboy chords that I haven't mm -hmm. really ever practiced all that much. You know what I mean? I've been so I've been trying to mess around with more stuff that has full bar chords in it or you know big open G chords or whatever. You know? Oh yeah. So good it's paying times. off, man. It's paying off. I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah, man. Thank you. Anyhow, oh, I am pretty close to needing to get some food myself. Me too. You guys have a fantastic evening. I love you both so much. I love you guys too. Hey, man. Y'all too. Mm. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>
You didn't think that was funny? Well, fuck you. And no, we're just like, walk off. We're sit-down comedians. We don't have a closet comedians. comedians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I watched this YouTube channel called Squirmy and Grubs. Okay. And uh, Squirmy and Grubs are like a interabled couple. Okay. Right? Oh, and, yeah. You showed me. Yes, yes, And yes. Uh, so the guy, uh, he's in a wheelchair, and somebody commented on one of the videos. They're like, dude, have you ever thought to be a stand-up comedian? And then somebody later on in the comments, because I was like, that's an interesting comment. Like, he, he, he's very funny. Like, mm -hmm. deadpan. And you're like, are you joking? Like, <laughs> so funny, right? Um, he's the grubs part of Squirmy and Grubs. But he, <laughs> so somewhere later on, somebody was like, you mean a sit-down comedian? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> as, as a like a not physically hundred percent capable person. Yeah, like, technically disabled person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a sit down comedian. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I like podcasting. This is great. This is great. I, I mean, it's fun. I think it's I'm fun funny. to sit in your closet. I don't I care think if anybody else thinks I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you listen and you don't like it, well, okay, fine. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to listen. Everybody likes a different flavor. Yeah. <laughs> We're like Neapolitan. I are we like Neapolitan? Yeah, chocolate, strawberry, and pistachio. Like my just least favorite. Random. No, I thought it was chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. No, it's pistachio. No, pistachio is bavoni. Is that bavoni? Yeah. No, bavoni is pink and green and no, it's not brown. Yeah. It's pink and green and brown. There's no vanilla. That's bavoni. <laughs> Blowing your mind right now. Neapolitan is vanilla and chocolate and strawberry. I think Spumoni oh, is, yeah, no. Spumoni yeah. is like cherry and chocolate and Ew. pistachio. Yeah. I love no, it. I like it. Ew, yeah, no. Ew, I, like I it. hate it. Sick. <laughs> oh my god, ew. Okay, holiday food. Yeah, holiday, holiday food. food. Sorry, I fucking hate ham. Me too. End of ham story. Ham is disgusting. I've never been a fan of a ham. <laughs> Are you okay? I had us fall down. I had a brain fall down. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, turkey, all the way. I love turkey. Turkey. My mom makes a fucking phenomenal London broil every Thanksgiving. She marinates it. She grills it then bakes it it's mm. like a double baking it is so good it hurts my feelings well london broil is a tough one to make it is she's she nails it's it. a tough piece of meat yes i have tried it a few times uh maybe one time successfully but it was still kind of chewy yeah. it's a like marinade that bitch for like three days oh yeah she did oh oh yeah so good and you have to like she slice did it and, and we like did turkey too but weird. we did a turkey and a london broil mm. uh, prime rib mm. that is a good holiday meat yeah I love um, all biscuits. Oh no! You don't like bis like dinner rolls and biscuits. Mm -hmm. You love bread. Yeah, but like, it has to be like a sandwich or like garlic bread. But biscuits are fucking gross. It's like eating sand. <laughs> ah, heartbroken. <laughs> You can't eat them anyway. So I doesn't that doesn't matter. You have to eat them for me. <laughs> oh, no. I, will eat, I will eat the biscuits from Red Lobster with the cheese. I can make those. Oh, great. So oh, we should do that. I can make I make really good cheese biscuits. Those are the biscuits. only good ones that I like. I put chives. Yeah. yeah. No, I put chives. But like in. most biscuits, like biscuit, like a just plain ass biscuit. Disgusting. I, I feel like, like you've had bad biscuits. I just don't like it. I don't know. I've had. You also biscuits. don't like ice cream. You have a couple yeah, things that I, I don't like. like ice cream. There's something off about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. It's the food that tipped me off, not it's anything else. <laughs> not anything else about you. It's the weird food quirks. Yeah, no, it's really. Like. <laughs> 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 everything else is like. 
that's fair. Yeah. But <laughs> food, you're like, no. No. Oh, well, well, I am heartbroken over biscuits right I'm now. I'm so sorry. I will not forget. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my tastes have changed as I've gotten older. Oh, oh fuck no. off, Adobe Flash. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ, Christ, computer. Time and a place. It's like, hey, you're on the Zoom call. What? Let me update your Adobe. Yeah, your software's trying to update too. What the fuck? You're recording a podcast. How about fuck off? <laughs> I wish everything would talk to me like that. That'd be kind of really fun. calm voice, oh, but man. like rude. That's my favorite thing. It's being incredibly rude in a calm voice. Well, you you can do that because you you can yeah. like, you're real good at it in the service industry. You're <laughs> real good yeah. at it in the service industry. My favorite thing to say to people is, "I hope your day is as pleasant as you are." <laughs> Yes! <laughs> I wish I could say that. I don't know if I can get away with it. Oh, I say, it, I say weird shit to men all the time, and they're like, ha you're funny. And I'm like, still hate you. <laughs> that was a direct assault on yeah, you, sir. That was, that was me basically telling you to fuck right off with yourself. Um, but, like, like, FYI, I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm not kidding. If I ever say something to you and you're like, are you being rude? Just say, hey, are you being rude? And I will tell you. That's it's all. actually a fact. She will. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell can't, you. Can't I'll be honest. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> Just kidding. Time. <laughs> I guess you'll never know. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I know. Emily always knows. <laughs> But here's what I will say. There are a lot of people making a lot of money spewing a lot of things about Donald Trump because that name sells right now. You're so right, man. And the one thing that Donald Trump would hate more than anything else is to fade into obscurity. That's right. And, and, and I was, I actually was thinking about this the other day. I was like, that guy would literally do anything to keep his name in someone else's mouth. That's right. He is the definition that bad attention is still attention. Mm -hmm. And, and while, you know, part of me wants to see what terrible things he's done and have him prosecuted till the end of time, I feel like the States are probably going to have enough to do that on their own. I agree with that. Let let each of the states handle that in what they might have, but in a, and from a federal standpoint, keep that fucking orange gorilla's name out of your mouth. Yes. Just move on and let's start actually helping American people. Mm -hmm. We had we've had several years of investigations that have turned into nothing but partisan fighting. That's right. Okay, great. You did nothing. You got paid for it. Awesome. Well, Except it's not. I would, I, would, I would say that he, the one thing that really bugs me is that he obstructed a special counsel's investigation. And to me, that's saying to the next president, you can obstruct a, a special counsel's investigation. So what I would honestly like to see is that opened back up and Mueller just given this time and space. He doesn't talk in the news media anyway. It was, mm -hmm. it mainly went under the radar. I think we mm -hmm. should start that back up and give everybody the access to everything they need and then wrap it, take the, the Senate judiciary committees or Intel committees results, you know, and put that in with it and just come up with something that says neatly, these are the crimes that we found. You know what I mean? And then we don't have to make big speeches about it. We just need to go through the process so that we learn so that we can make policy against it. You know, these are the laws he broke. Here, if we make one law that stops 50% of those, that's good. You know what I mean? And we can start putting restrictions back on the executive because he's just a manager. He's not the end all and be all he's just the guy that's pulling gears and levers for us he's not the guy that gets to choose which gears and levers to pull so so where i see this as you know potentially spending the rest of 
our days in the rear view mirror is just mm -hmm. by doing that. I think that there are lessons that we absolutely need from Mueller, but they are lessons that need to be put in place so that way the next president doesn't do that. Exactly. Because otherwise, all we're going to end up doing is we're just we're going to spend our time constantly looking at the last administration, mm -hmm. no matter who's in charge, trying to find some reason to punish or prosecute. That's right. And and that means that the American people aren't going to get anything done for them. So maybe more like a 9-11 commission that yeah. comes out with a report that says what happened. Every, every administration, these are the things that happened. You know, yep. just a, a book on it uh, yep. for, for the record. And from there, let, let the, let the uh, judicial process, let sure. the uh, legislative process, you know, come up with a, you know, a set of suggestions, you know, so you know, this whole question regarding whether or not a sitting president could be charged. Yeah. Let, let's, let's get something on the books that clearly says whether or not that's, that's possible. Yeah. Let's, let's get something in the books that, you know, what does, can a sitting president be charged with obstruction? Sure. Yes. Make you know, things more black and white, you know, more than two things, you know, obstruction. Because, and, uh, because, the idea that a sitting president can't be charged once in, 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 you know, from my perspective means that what you, what you're doing is you're saying that a president is above the law. Right. But that's a memo. That's not a law. That's a legal memo that can be thrown away, you know? Exactly. And, and unfortunately without a clear answer, without, you know, clear votes that say yay, yay or nay, mm -hmm. you know, um, that will never change. And, and should we find ourselves with another Donald Trump, mm -hmm. you know, if we don't get these answers and we don't get them f fixed for, you know, whatever the next administration looks like, we're, we're going to be constantly, you know, we're going to be constantly doing Clinton and Benghazi or Trump and That's Russia right. and, or Joe Biden and God knows what else. And whatever, you know, does. whoever's next and their thing. And, and sleepy instead of fast and furious, right? Right. So, so at what point do you have to decide that getting things done for the American people is more important? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and at this point, people need to understand that if Joe Biden's next four years are just about Donald Trump, then what if, when he decides to run in 2024, yeah. people will elect Donald Trump again. Yeah, we we do want him to fade into obscurity, and it, four years is a lifetime in politics, you know. And exactly. So here's the thing: seventy-three million people voted for Donald Trump. There's three hundred and sixty million people in the country. Let's say a hundred million of them are children. So let's say two hundred and sixty. I wanted to talk about this maybe more in depth on the next episode. I wanted to break down the Trump vote because. I don't believe that 30% of the country is a Trump supporter. I think more like a portion of that, maybe say 14% of that is the wild Trump supporter. But 14% of 30% of 100% is a very minuscule amount. It's just they're so radical that we're seeing them all the time. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's what the news is trying to capture. But a lot like serial killers when they were big and we were worried there was a serial killer around every corner because the news kept, you know, portraying mm -hmm. serial killers everywhere. I think they're doing that with the, the boogeyman is now the Trump supporter. And I don't think oh, absolutely. of those radical, weird, you know, the vote, I don't have any answers type people. I think that's a very small amount of the country that we can disappear a little bit once well, that's, Medicaid, you know, Medicare. Well, I mean, absolutely. And, and one of the things that we have to keep in mind is, is that, you know, social media has helped amplify these, the, the visibility on these people, mm. just like social media has amplified, you know, visibility for many other things. It is terraforming our country, our world, mm. literally. And, and it's the hot trash, you know, it's you, you, like, for example, where, you know, constantly you're seeing Joe Biden called the radical left. And I'm sitting here going, mm -hmm. and that dude hasn't known anything radical since 1970. <laughs> exactly. He is that, a Republican to every, everybody left of him. He is a Republican. 
absolutely like he like i i've uh, i he's a centrist and maybe maybe just left of center but not by much he believes in abortion but his his views are against it his personal belief is against it but he believes Mm in 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 the government staying out exactly you know and and it's a real simple thing to do it's like mm-hmm. it's my opinion is, is that i'm not exactly i'm not in favor of it but when it comes to the choice not my body not my choice to those who would tear the world down we will defeat you this is our moment this is our time to those who seek peace and security we support you yes we can and to all those who have wondered if america's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more The Stitcher Smart Radio app, Potable, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. 